Welcome everyone to another episode of The Roman Show for the week of October 20th, 2019. We welcome Trevor of Moonlight Desires, a band covering 80s pop into heavy metal, and Karen of the number one South Florida haunted house located in Boca Raton, Enigma Hunt. This and a whole lot more coming up next. Step down to the get down. All right, whenever you're ready. ready. Five seconds to the open. Aquarius, watch that little gimbal. We don't want you coming off in space. Booster, go. Retro, go. Vital, go fly. Guidance, transcope. Surgeon, go fly. Econ, we're going fly. GNC, we're going. Don't you go. Control, go. 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 FAO, we are go. Network, go. Discovery, go. Capcom. The Roman Show with your host, Rodolfo Roman. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back here on The Roman Show. Your host, Rodolfo Roman, joined by the man of the hour, the man, the dashing one himself, Mr. George Alonzo. What's up, George? Not much, just here enjoying a beautiful, refreshing, delicious sangria-flavored margarita. Alrighty then, uh, I might join you afterwards. Either way, George, we have lots to talk about. Want to make sure that we got lots of events coming up. Of course, Sweetwater Pro Wrestling, November uh, 16th at the Ronzelli Sweetwater Park. We also have uh, Combat Night Returns with their professional fight on no december 7th that's in uh broward county at the broward county college and we have titan fc december 20th at the extreme action park so we got a stacked few weeks here when it comes to uh pro wrestling and mixed martial arts along with other events that are taking place make sure you go out uh and enjoy some of those great events available to you right here in South Florida. And George, the only way to get the funk off your junk is by purchasing a bottle of ball wash. Head on over to ballwash.com and use the promo code Roman to get a percentage off your purchase. Let's take things into gear and let's talk some pro wrestling and reality check. Well, Georgia, you know, straight off the bat, we've been talking about this, you know, off the air, and it's gone viral. Triple A's LA Park was seriously injured over the weekend as he took on, uh, it seemed like a tag match. I'm not quite sure what it was, but Roosh uh, was outside waiting for him. As uh, L.A. Park did uh, a tope, or I guess we flew over uh, over the over the middle rope, suicide the suicide dive, in Mexican terms or lucha libre term, el tope, and there's a debate going on whether it was L.A. Park's fault or Rusha's fault. Either way, it doesn't matter whose fault it is. The point, the point is that L.A. Park suffered a very serious injury. And it was just a thump. That's all you heard. Now, looking at that, Roosh does seem like he half-assed the whole 
maneuver. He just put his hands really and then he wrapped himself on LA Park to make sure that he was okay. But at the same time, did, did LA Park not measure it well? George, you, you're, you're on the side that Roosh messed this one up. I'm on the side that, yes, I feel like there was a miscommunication or a mistake or an accident, however you want to call it. Uh, I know I'm not the only one in this matter because there was a footage that was released on social media, probably filmed by a fan, where uh, L.A. Park was doing his uh, suicide dive to the outside. And you don't see Roosh doing a pretty good job of catching him. This is a 50-year-old man doing a high-risk maneuver. Don't you think you should have been a little bit closer when trying to catch him? Obviously, he's... Look, if it was a 20, 30-year-old man doing a suicide dive, we see it all the time on WWE, Impact Wrestling, ROH. We see them all conducting a very successful suicide dive but when you have a 50 year old man i think you should take some extreme precautions on that dive and i feel like those extreme precautions were not done in that in that spot i uh, that's just my opinion so you think that that age is a factor here is not the fact that the the who was was wrong at it yeah i'm gonna debate that I, i think that age doesn't really matter it was just a matter of miscommunication Someone, someone just didn't calculate how to properly land or protect themselves. And mind you, even if you're 50 or you're a veteran, uh, you know what the hell you're doing. Again, I'm not saying that he did not know what he was doing. I'm not saying L.A. Park did not know what he was doing. But at the same time, at 50 year old, uh, 50 years old, you're not going to have the same strength and and how can I call this Pro- uh, propellation or uh, propel. As a 20-year-old, you're just not. So what I'm trying to say is, when it came to this 50-year-old man, that catch should have been done a lot better. Uh, The opportunity was there for it to be a lot better. But did it happen? No. I, I, I just feel, listen, I just feel like the extreme precautions weren't done properly for that spot. That's all I'm saying. You should have been positioned better for a spot like that. That's just my opinion. Yeah, I agree. And I think Roos should have done a little better job, put his body more on the line. But again, it's really debatable. We advise you, alert, uh, or invite you to go to the Roman Show page on Facebook and check that video out. And make sure you give us a like. That's uh, Roman Show Media on Facebook. Also, follow us on Twitter at The Roman Show, Roman Show Media on Instagram, and a YouTube channel that's youtube.com forward slash rroman0201. Switching gears, we just found out that New Japan Pro Wrestling is expanding to the United States. They've already made uh, expansions to the South, uh, the Northeast, the West Coast, and even the Midwest. George, another promotion, although they've been having some events here in the United States, but another promotion has its eyes on the United States, this now is part uh, of a long list of promotions, big promotions that are, uh, are are on TV. And we're obviously talking about AWWE, of course, the MLWs, the Impact Wrestling, but now New Japan, which is currently on Access TV. But more events from New Japan Pro Wrestling is going to get more eyes on this product. We all know that this promotion has a lot of pull globally. 
Yes, of course. And as a matter of fact, with this move to the United States, this might be not just trouble for the WWE, but for AEW as well. Now, what I'm trying to say is in this case, guys, enjoy the ride. Enjoy the ride. But in a business matter, you have to be uh, like scared if you were Vince or even Cody at this point. Oh, yeah, because heck, a lot of those guys that once wrestled for New Japan are in AEW. And that's the fans that they, that they want. That's the demographics that AEW wants. They want that uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling uh, crowd. And now they made the announcement that they're going to be here having more shows. They've listed just in the south, like about six cities. Florida is one of the states that will have some, some events. This is going to be very exciting. Now, we don't know more any details as far as when or how soon they're going to get started, but they did have the G1 uh, Climax event in, in Dallas, Texas, and they're, I'm sure they're going to have others. Imagine a Wrestle Kingdom in the United States. I think it's possible. I, I don't doubt it, but all I got to say is be ready because now things are about to change for the better. And speaking about change and... AW, you know, and, and Monday Night and, and Monday Night and WWE, everyone calling each other out. Well, there was an interview at a, uh, it seemed like some sort of a convention, and a fan asked Seth Rollins of our, who would his dream match be against, uh, or who would he like to face in order to say, hey, I fulfilled my, my career here as a pro wrestler. And one name that was brought up was Kenny Omega, who is currently in AEW. And uh, Seth Rollins' uh, pretty much response was, well, let him talk to me uh, when he's done wrestling for the minor leagues and come here where I am where you get paid the big bucks. Now, I think this is a shot, if you remember, George, where Kenny Omega talked about NXT and some of the wrestlers uh, on that brand being, well, they weren't even capable of being dark matches in AEW, something along the lines. And Seth Rollins is basically firing back by saying, listen, dude, you wrestle for a minor league company. You're not a pro. Yeah, uh, that that's definitely a shot to AEW. Uh, that's a dream match that everyone was actually hoping for, uh, you know, when Kenny Omega became a free agent, but he decided to go to AEW where all his buddies are. Uh, hopefully we get that dream match one day, whether it's when Seth Rollins leaves WWE or Kenny Omega leaves AEW. I'm never going to wish, of course, uh, any company closure because then that's going to be horrible. But... Hopefully one day we get that dream match. But yeah, Seth Rollins did shoot the bullet. Let's see how Kenny Omega responds because, you know, just like everyone, he's one of those guys that loves to talk on Twitter. If not on his show, be the elite. We'll see his response soon. All righty. And uh, man, you want to see that match? Shoot us an email, info at theromanshow.com. We'd love to hear your opinion. We'll be right back with Trevor of Moonlang Desires coming up next. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to the Roman Show. You know, as, as you know, '80s songs there were so many, so many songs that are classics. But one band has uh, made a, a good gesture. They've made some of those top hits into metal version, and, 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 and they do a great job. I have right now Trevor of Moonland Desires joining us on the program all the way from Canada. Thanks so much for joining us on the program, Trevor. 
So Trevor, uh, let's talk first and foremost about this recent uh, music video you guys released, Patio Lanterns. Looks like a lot of fun. Obviously has that 80s, 90s vibe in the backyard, in the pool, the girls, one girl headbanging. You got the red solo cups there. Th that must have been pretty fun shooting the hit video itself, huh? Oh, yeah. It was a great time. It was like my dentist's backyard. He has this crazy <laughs> giant pool. And uh, he's, he's a fan of the band, so he was like, shoot the video of my pool. And it was like, we just got super lucky, and it was a beautiful day and and i have to tell you with with some of these videos i'm a big fan of your cover of hungry like a wolf of duran duran uh where you shot that in, in the ring and you got the whole rocky vibe to it so tell me about shooting these videos Who, do you guys direct it do you do it yourselves yourself you write it put it together yeah i work in television myself already and a whole bunch of buddies do as well so every time we do a video it's like a collaboration of me and my friends in this case it was the butcher shop out of hamilton they do some awesome effects and gore makeup and stuff and i wanted to do i've always wanted to do some kind of a halloween video something gory something awesome like thriller but like so we took this duran duran song made it super heavy and then we, we just did it on our, on our own budget and and uh and that was my own boxing club that we shouted at and that was my like boxing coach who was my opponent <laughs> I think everyone in the video, like people that I know and stuff, was all just like super cheap and uh, down and dirty, and it turned out awesome. That's right, Trevor. You uh, you actually created the Teletoon adult cartoon, uh, Sons of Butcher. Uh, and for those here in the States, um, Sons of Butcher aired on Teletoon, which is a Canadian, uh, I guess it's like a cartoon network, you would say, roughly? For us yeah, here in the exactly, States? Exactly, like adult cartoons and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. So. Back to the music, though, you guys released uh, an album last year featuring, of course, great music from the 1981 to 1985. But when recreating some of these songs, you know, so many bands are out there covering songs. And now we even got bands that just cover the entire songs, like for like a Nirvana, uh, 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 an Alice in Chains. They just do covers of the bands, right? So when determining how to cover these songs, is that challenging? How do you decide... What songs are you going to cover and why? What are some of the challenges? Yeah, it's like I have this process where I select the songs that resonated most with me growing up in the 80s. So it's like stuff I can vividly remember hearing for the first time and loving as a kid. And then later hearing it in like department stores and being like, I still love the song. It's still on the radio. And I'm like, I'm going to, I want to like do like a heavy reimagined version of this for like the average young person of today who maybe has never heard that song and might hear it in a new way and they're so catchy and like such huge choruses that i think they still work and i think that people are going to dig it in this new format as well as the original and may even turn them on to bands they've never heard of before and whatnot so in that album that you guys released uh just the hits 1981 to 1985 uh which one you would say has has had the, the biggest uh support or the biggest the, the the top one out of the entire uh, album itself, which is the fan favorite one, you would say? Uh, Valerie by Steve Winwood. That song has that huge massive chorus. Everyone loves to sing it live when we play. We've done a whole bunch of summer festival shows in August, and every single time we break that down, and the whole crowd ends up singing Valerie with us. It's like everyone loves that song, and uh, the video has got a crazy amount of views too on YouTube, and there's a Another like quick thing that we shot ourselves 
Now, would you say that there's one song that you guys just say, look, this, this is just not going to happen? Is there that difficult song that you guys just won't cover? Mm, like a song that we like are afraid to cover? Yeah, or maybe you try it, but you said, you know what, it's not going to work. <laughs> yeah, that happens too. Like, we demo <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of tunes, but um, I think so far, it's just like I haven't gone down those roads yet. Usually I make a demo and I'm like, I'm not sure to do this one. So like, there's some challenging ones. Usually, uh, when I take the synth line and adapt it into a guitar riff, you know right away if it's gonna work. Like, if there's some this cool, huge, dirty riff, it's like, okay, this is gonna work. Sometimes I do the process, and I'm just like, this doesn't really excite me. So I just like leave it on the shelf. Lots of those go by. So, I, I, you know, when determining so many hits right in the 80s, I mean, do you guys just sit down and just say, hey, you know, we should do this or we should cover that? Or how do you guys go and decide which one you're going to put on the album, which ones you're going to cover? Yeah, pretty much. I just, like, decide myself. Like, my brother and everyone else in the band uh, is always um, having songs they want to do, and we end up doing them live, and then we kind of work backwards on those. But for the most part, it's just, like, a list of songs that I put together from stuff that I personally love and I think can sound awesome heavy and sometimes I can like envision like entire other parts to these songs that don't exist and I, I really want to hear them yeah, like, like a full on death metal breakdown in the middle of out of touch or whatever like calling notes like I just like envision this thing I want to hear it so that's usually just my own thing I just pick it myself and, and, and are we just Looking at that decade in the 80s, have you guys attempted to do something in the 70s and 90s? Or have any plans to release an album? Yeah, I think for now we're, like, uh, we're going to keep it always in the 80s. And then uh, I think to expand on it, I might try going like full metal versions of 80s songs. And then I might try doing like my own versions of 80s songs, like original songs. But sounding like 80s songs, like almost like a reverse uh, treatment, <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, you know, I would love to hear uh, like a virgin, the metal version. That'd be pretty funny. Yeah, I think that would for sure happen. Like, I was thinking <laughs> about doing a, like a, an EP of like Gavin songs, just like metal versions. That'd be amazing. Or, or Whip It, maybe. <laughs> that was another one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're all pretty funny. I don't even know if you guys, you guys know, even know Gowan down there. He's in the States, right? Yeah, in the States. Yeah, like, do you guys have, do you guys know Lawrence Gowan down there? Uh, we've heard of him, but not, not, not as, not, he's not that, that, uh, well-known. Yeah, he's like, I guess he's singing in sticks, so he's like, that. he's playing down there a lot that way, but he's, his solo stuff's awesome, and it's like, when I was a kid, that was on the radio all the time up here. Yeah, of course, we know sticks, but yeah, it's, 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 it, you know, well, we, we, we have heard of it, but again, it's not the, not that very popular. Yeah. But now, yeah. on your end, are you going to be touring? And is it for the most part in Canada? Yeah, we, we didn't play a lot of shows to begin with. And then this summer thing happened. We, we were like, I had this demo for Patio Lanterns. And I was like, we should release this because we're between albums. Let's do like a little summer single. And then we, we just, we whipped it together quick. And then all of a sudden, we started playing some summer shows. So it was like a festival show, upon a festival show, and then played a campground show. So we're mostly just playing up here in Ontario right now. 
Gotcha. I want to thank you so much, Farah, for your opportunity. And where, where can people find out more uh, about uh, the band and information or any releases or anything like that? Uh, we have um, moonlightdesires.ca as well as uh, we have a band camp, moonlightdesires.bandcamp, but also on Spotify and everything else, Facebook. Instagram is at moonlightdesiresband. We're like playing a bunch of shows coming up. We're doing a Labor Day show up in Port Colburn at a place called Rutgers. It's like a beach beach town thing. It's going to be awesome. And then probably a New Year's show and a Hamilton show in November. So we're still we're still got some stuff in the fire. Definitely an EP coming out this fall, which um, is going to be all about movies, movie themes, like, you know, The Goonies, Karate Kid, all that kind of stuff. Oh, okay. That's interesting to hear. We look forward to that. Yeah, and. Uh, uh, make sure to follow the band on Spotify and you get those notifications when they upload that EP. Yeah. Well, Trevor, thanks so much for your time, man. Appreciate it. And uh, hopefully one day you guys make it down here to, to Florida where we are in, uh, in the United States. I love that. That's my dream. So hopefully I'll see you soon. <laughs> try, try to make it in the winter. I think you'll, you'll, you would appreciate our weather. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Cool, man. Alright ladies and gentlemen, well Halloween season is here, a few weeks left, a few days left, but nonetheless this is your opportunity to head to Boca Raton, uh, South Florida's number one haunted house, I, I say that here in the Roman show, it's Enigma Hunt and we have Karen joining us right now, tops, and, I, and I'm just not saying this because we have you on the line Karen, but I'm into many haunted houses, you guys take the time, very detailed and uh, most definitely you really scare the hell out of people that pay their money i gotta tell you that so karen thanks so much for joining us thank you thank you i'm glad to hear that that's always nice to hear definitely now you know last year we were out there doing the uh, the live feed we'll hopefully we'll do it we'll do that next year but nonetheless um i want to know what's going on this year with enigma hunt what, what are some of the changes compared to the last year what, what can people expect this year well, first of all, they can expect to get scared, <laughs> and if, if not get scared, then definitely be entertained. Uh, I don't really like to tell as far as the new stuff that, that has been on, because, it, you know, it should be, should be a surprise, but we definitely, every year, we change out uh, probably about at least half of the haunt um, and, and put new, new themes and new designs uh, so it's definitely different every year. As far as characters as well, there's new characters that people it, are going to as see? As far as everything, as far as the the storyline, the themes, the uh, designs, the characters, absolutely. There's, there's a lot of difference. Well, Some things were just tweaked a little bit. You know, it's hard. We have three haunts, so, you know, to get everything totally changed is is a little much but definitely we try and change a lot of it for the following season so when it comes to to enigma hunt what are some of the inspirations behind these themes you look at something that's currently going on and uh, with current affairs or something you look at the past and say hey you know let, let's try that and they worked back in the 80s or the 70s well what's the inspiration behind these new themes 
Absolutely. Uh, all of the above. Um, we definitely do. We do a lot of, we try and go to some other haunts to see, you know, some of the things that they're doing. Movies, uh, just but social media is crazy. You know, just looking at what other people are posting and stuff like that to see what makes people scared. We kind of go with that. Um, our design team is just phenomenal, so they're, they're kind of, you know, they kind of take charge of that end of it. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's pretty much anywhere. Any, anything you can think of, we, we, that's where the inspiration comes from. <laughs> and, and I understand you guys start working on that, uh, this like about two months before, building it, designing it, putting it all together uh, as far as the, the actual physical no. work. No, we actually start, they start tearing down when, for the new things that we're doing, uh, they start tearing down in March. Wow. So it's not two months prior. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a job. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're definitely excited yeah. to go out there. Uh, again, Boca Raton Enigma Hunt featuring three haunted houses. It's something new every year. And now I, I know we're, we're heading down almost to the end of October, the end of Halloween season, but 2020, uh, big year right 2020 we all thought that some people said we were going to be around any any secrets you can let us in for the next year nope no secrets <laughs> we're just gonna have <laughs> no to go secrets. every 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 absolutely and everything you know we we post we post anything we, we we're actually thinking about uh maybe expanding and maybe opening up a, 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 a new enigma hunt but that that that's just talk right now so it might happen okay well we look there's a little secret oh there we go we'll, we'll look forward to that uh, uh but would it be expanding within the same area or expanding into another city another county it it would definitely be in in another city yes gotcha well there you go there you, you gave yeah. us a scoop on that we'll look we'll keep our eyes close and to you're the, the you're the first to hear about that if cool. it happens. <laughs> perfect, perfect. Well, make sure to t stay tuned uh, to the social media accounts of Enigma Hunt for details on that. And, of course, you still have time to go get scared and enjoy the holiday season of Halloween. Let us know here about the times and the dates that the Haunted House, because there's some days that you are not opened. Right. So we're open uh, select nights in October. Uh, this this week we're open Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And then the following week, we are open the day before Halloween, which is the 30th Halloween night. And our last night is November 1st, Friday. November 1st. Um, Sundays and Thursdays, we're open from uh, 7 to 10.30. You have to be at the gate no later than 10. And Friday and Saturday, we're open from 7 to midnight. You have to be at the gate in line no later than 11.30. Perfect. Well, Karen, I want to thank you so very much for your time. And again, get yourselves to Enigma Hunt in Boca Raton and uh, get the scare out of you. All right. Thanks so much, Karen. Thanks. Thanks. Ladies and gentlemen, listeners all around the world, welcome to The Showdown. Well, thanks again, Karen. I appreciate your time and speaking to us. Make sure you visit Enigma Hunt. It will be running uh, through the Halloween season. I, I have to tell you, uh, it's an exciting, exciting and scary, terrifying haunted house. And I'm not lying to you, they really take their time. This is not a half-ass haunted house. So make sure you head out to Boca Raton and enjoy Enigma Hunt. All right, so let's talk some 
Mixed Martial Arts, just a friendly reminder, Combat Night, November 2nd in Orlando. Uh, actually, I will be making my debut in Orlando uh, announcing, so looking forward to that. PFL November 16th right here in Doral, Florida. I'll be out there making uh, an announcement as well. Looking forward to that. Great fight card for Premier Fight League, uh, amateur, uh, as far as uh, competition goes. Combat uh, Night, they will have their pro show December 7th at the Omni Auditorium at the Broward County College and uh, Titan FC. You'll see me out there December 20th at the Extreme Action Park in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Don't miss it. That's live on UFC Fight Pass as well. We are awaiting the fight card. I'm sure it's going to deliver the last one of 2019. Well, let's uh, let's talk about some breaking news. Greg Hardy, who uh, just was part of a, a, a no contest fight against Solosi because of using a, an inhaler, which was approved by the Massachusetts uh, Commission. Uh, well, he's stepping in last minute, 18-day notice. That's right, less than 20 days left before this fight. He's stepping in uh, for Junior Junior Dos Santos, who is currently sick and has been hospitalized. And now Greg Hardy will be the uh, co-main event for UFC Moscow against Alexander Volkov. Listen, I know Greg Hardy gets a lot of um, hate a lot of negativity because of his past as far as domestic abuse, etc. But give credit where credit is due. The man is stepping up less than 20 days. I understand that he had a, 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 a competition that was a no contest. And some might not consider him a cheater, although it was approved by the Massachusetts Commission. But he did fight a three-round war. Okay, his opponent, Solosi, was no slouch. He brought it. Mind you, this is the first time where Greg Hardy is pushed to the limit and goes on to the third round. And he's now going to make this co-main event appearance in Moscow. Give credit where credit is due. Okay, he's trying to shape up. He's trying to clean his act. I know many people uh, are upset of what he did. Listen, he's not in jail. He's, he's out there competing. Uh, so live, let's at least at least give him credit uh, as far as being a fighter that he wants to be someone and he's doing it by stepping up and fighting Alexander Volkov last minute. Let's give credit to the man. Okay. Speaking of that fight card, Yair Rodriguez will be uh, took on Jeremy Stevens and what a fight that was a three round war. This was a rematch after the first fight in Mexico City ended up in a no contest after an accidental eye poke in Mexico City. That's if you remember the fans were throwing garbage inside the octagon. Nonetheless, this fight delivered. What a freaking war between Yair Rodriguez and Jeremy Stevens. Yair did come out on top, but by God, I would love to see another one between these two go at it. Whew, what a fight. UFC and ESPN Plus takes place this weekend. Damian Maya versus Ben Askren is the main event. Listen, I know Ben Askren took on Robbie Lawler, and many people were kind of upset because of the result, just like myself. And then you had the whole five-second knee knockout by Jorge Masvidal. Okay, so we're going to get an opportunity to see Ben Askren. I'm not a fan of Ben Askren personally. I think he's very dull. Not to say that all wrestling mixed martial arts are boring. No, I'm not saying that. The point is that he comes up very cocky. He tries to be better than what he he is, in my opinion. Sure, he was a champion in Bellator and in 1FC, but let's face it, 
I don't think he's going to be able to do what he accomplished in those promotions in the UFC because of the high level of competition. Let's face it, guys. The UFC has the best fighters in the world. There is no doubt. No doubt. And, and it's proven. Because when the UFC releases you, and in most cases, for the most part, and I will say about a good 80% of those fighters that left and go on to these other promotions, it's because they could, couldn't keep up with the competition in the UFC. Again, there are some there are some some uh, exceptions. Demetrius Johnson, for example, we all know that he can bring in. He's an excellent fighter. There's no doubt about that. But nonetheless, Ben Askren and Damian Barra will be competing. This is exciting because you got two ground guys, Damian Maya being a, a phenomenal jujitsu expert, and Ben Askren being the wrestling expert. Now. This could go either way as far as the grappling, but Damien got Maya, in my opinion, has a slight edge. Unless this goes to the top, I think that if they were to take blows, it'd be pretty exciting because Damien Maya has improved his striking skill. So, really exciting fight, and, and, and if it doesn't go to the ground, it's really a coin toss. But I'm going to slightly give it to Damien Maya. What are your thoughts? Who wins this fight between Maya and Askren this weekend? Send us your opinion, your take. Your result via email info at theromanshow.com and we will share it on our social media accounts. Conor McGregor has been accused of sexual assault in uh, in Ireland. This was reported by the New York Times. This is not the first time we'll hear this. We have heard of this in the past, but it seems now that the, the Times does have some proper information as far as this. This comes at a bad time because he's making his way to Russia. He's posted an image of him getting his uh, Russian visa. Now, he will be holding a press conference this week, and that is to talk about proper 12 whiskey making its way to Russia, but potentially about an upcoming fight announcement. We don't know yet, but that is the rumor that is being speculated. Now, we did record this podcast on Tuesday, the 22nd, so we might be a little bit of time ahead. Nonetheless, uh, we want to thank you for tuning in this week on The Roman Show. Make sure you tune in next week on the program as we welcome some great guests. As always, here on the program, make sure you follow us on the socials, Roman Show Media on Facebook and Twitter. And, sorry, on Instagram. And Twitter is at The Roman Show, YouTube, all Roman or Twitter. With that being said, thank you very much. We'll catch you next week right here on The Roman Show. If you haven't on, you haven't heard.